If you haven't been to a Friday Gallery Talk before, um, they are every Friday in the museum. Uh, they're about their brief talks about uh, either specific artworks or um, a group of artworks. They um, are pretty much a chance to informally discuss works. They're also a chance for us to invite uh, kind of a myriad of uh, presenters from different fields, not only just art history um, or artists or uh, curators, but also sometimes outside of the institution, like scientists, writers, philosophers, to talk about art and to give the, a sense of um, point of view about the works um, so that we can see works from many different points of view. So thank you very much for coming. Today we have a great guest who is actually the co-curator of this exhibit, um, the Wolfgang Cummins exhibit. His, his name is Russell Ferguson. He's the uh, chair of the Department of Art at UCLA. He was formerly chief curator and deputy director of exhibitions and programs at the Hammer Museum um, at UCLA, and that's where this exhibit, that, that's where he co-curated this exhibit. Uh, at the Hammer, his exhibitions included the Undiscovered Country, which dealt with representational painting as well as solo exhibits with uh, Catherine Sullivan and Christian Marclay, and he's a co-curator for Wolfgang Kilmer's exhibit, which I've said twice or three times. And is currently working on the exhibition of the work of um, Francis Elise, which will open the hammer in September. So um, I believe what we decided was that he was going to speak about this room, or some works in this room, and that he would answer your questions afterwards as opposed to what not. So thank you very much. Okay, thanks. Um, I'm Russell Ferguson, and uh, I co-organized this exhibition. Uh, it's not. It's obviously a very large exhibition, and I chose to speak in the last room, so you had a kind of quick flash view of the whole exhibition on the way down here. Obviously, I encourage you to spend, um, you know, as much time as you can afford in the exhibition, because there are uh, more than 300 photographs in the exhibition, and uh, uh, I, I think it rewards a fairly lengthy period of. Um, spending time with it. Um, I say I'm the curator of the exhibition. Uh, I think probably this has been the most hands-off curatorial experience that I've ever had with an artist. And uh, in, in part that's because with Wolfgang Tillmans, when you take the initial uh, leap of faith, uh, that you are kind of turning over uh, the exhibition to him in a way. He, spent two weeks with two assistants here in the galleries, as he does at every exhibition, and the installation of the works themselves are really uh, as much a part of the work as any individual photograph is. Um, he thinks of the entire exhibition as a work, an entity in its own right that you experience as a whole, um, but I think it's okay to speak just in this room for, in, in such a short uh, talk because uh, each room is also a composition in its own way, just as there might be a composition within a photograph. Uh, the assemblage of these works in this room is also a composition, and you can think about this room uh, as an entity in its own right. Um, Wolfgang Tobins is primarily known as a photographer, although there is one video in the exhibition that he has made as well. Um, he thinks of, uh, like many people who work at photography, artists of his generation, he's not yet quite 40. Um, that he thinks of himself as an artist first and a photographer second, even though he's someone who works in photography all the time. Um, he uh, has that broad view of what he's doing. And uh, what I thought I'd do in 
this gallery was, would really be to, um, uh, there are a number of different kinds of works in this gallery and I thought that might be a good way of uh, just indicating some of the elements that go towards making up of Ben Tillman's work. And every theme that I touch on here, I think you see amplified or echoed uh, elsewhere in the exhibition as you walk back through it. Um, but I thought an interesting place might to begin might be this. This is the uh, Apollo uh, 11 re-entry capsule, which is uh, on display at the Air and Space Museum, right next door to the Hirschhorn Museum. And it's an interesting place to start, I think, for uh, a couple of reasons, uh, or maybe more. Um, one is that it's right here in Washington, right here in the city, and uh, every time he installs an exhibition of his work, Tillman's is trying to find different little ways, sometimes small, sometimes large, of making a connection to the community of people that live in that city. So you see one or two photographs uh, that he took on earlier visits to Washington scattered throughout the exhibition, including with a, a small snapshot-sized Washington monument, which is uh, earlier in the exhibition. Um, but it also has a, a, a kind of uh, biographical or autobiographical resonance for Wolfgang Tillman. As, as a young boy, his interest was not at first in uh, photography, it was in astronomy and the exploration of outer space. And that's an interest that he uh, has maintained actually throughout his life. So, of course, on going to Washington, the Air and Space Museum was. Was a priority so for him, and uh, you see uh, also in this rather more ethereal work on the uh, directly opposite there, the transit of Venus, that he has continued to remain interested in astronomy and the universe in that big, expansive way, and he travels to take photographs of. Uh, eclipses and uh, phenomena like that, which he remains extremely interested in. And it was really through working with a telescope that his parents got him that that was his introduction to the work of lens-based work. And uh, I think there's a direct connection between his activity as a, as a boy, looking through the telescope and seeing everything framed by the lens of the telescope that does in fact lead directly into his work as a photographer. Another thing, of course, that I think is worth pointing out about this is that you might not even have recognized it as the Apollo 11 re-entry capsule, uh, even though that's quite an iconic uh, object in its own right. And it's in a way typical of Tillman's that he obviously has come around the back of the object and taken it from this uh, unexpected viewpoint, uh, turning it into something kind of weirdly unidentifiable almost as well. He's, he's, uh, on one level, not afraid to take photographs of being more in the most straightforward way, and of things that could even be considered, you know, too familiar to be able to even make a successful photograph of. You see other photographs in the exhibition where he has photographed things like flowers in the vase or a sunset. Uh, for most serious photographers, even serious amateur photographers, these are topics that are. Uh, on the verge of being just too played out to even attempt. If you're serious about photography, probably one of the, the last things that you want to try and take a photograph of is two people looking out into a beautiful sunset over the water. It's almost, uh, uh, you know, it, it's too cliché. And one of the great uh, uh, 
Mr. Tillman's as a photographer and as an artist, I think, is that it, there is nothing that is off limits for him. Whether it's a very convenient lifestyle or something that might seem too carny and cliche to be able to make a successful photograph of, he's not afraid of those things at all. Yet at the same time, he'll also often find a completely unexpected angle and that uh, would include going kind of underneath the Apollo capsule and photographing it kind of up from the behind in a way. Um, and he makes it, makes it into a new kind of object even though it contains the, the original material. The same might be said of this uh, large frame photograph over here where um, it looks at first perhaps like you're going down a corridor. It might even be a kind of monochrome abstraction. It's not quite clear exactly what that is until suddenly it snaps together for you. You realize it's shot straight up and you're looking up the air shaft of a building to the sky and then suddenly it's all totally clear uh, what that is even though it's uh, initially uh, a kind of unexpected uh, point of view. Um, having uh, gone through his astronomical phase though, uh, Thomas moved from his native Germany to England where he went to study photography and he began to photograph his own generation. Uh, he has said a number of times to me that he felt that his generation were being portrayed as kind of freaky club kids, the ecstasy generation, people who are just interested in a kind of hedonistic lifestyle, wearing goofy clothes, and uh, he's a very serious person, uh, Tillman's, uh, and, and, he, and he felt a dissatisfaction with how his own generation were being represented, and he began to make portraits of uh, his peers and, and uh, people that he knew, and uh, the predominant photographic style at that point was influenced by photographers like Richard Avedon and uh, even Annie Leibovitz, I suppose, to some extent, who tend to use very dramatic lighting and often photograph their subjects in set-up, uh, bizarre uh, contexts and uh, light them very aggressively from one side or the other, and, and in other words, make uh, photographic portraits that are highly theatrical. Uh, what Tillman's began to do was find a way of making uh, a, a return in a way to a very straightforward way of working. And uh, from the uh, mid-90s, uh, we can look at this uh, portrait of a friend of his who gets photographed repeatedly, and he was, this is Alice, and you will see uh, many uh, photographs of Alice throughout the exhibition. She's uh, a friend of his, has been a friend of his for uh, many years, uh, and um, he's made a number of uh, portraits of her. And among the things you see in this uh, portrait is that there's very little context. Uh, he photographed her basically against a white wall. The lighting of the portrait is extremely uh, even. He basically just bounced the light off uh, the other walls, making it a very uh, evenly lit portrait. You can see a little bit of detail, but it could not be more generic detail about the environment. Uh, a kind of half-made bed, white sheets and pillows on it, again, couldn't be more generic in a way. The only really striking detail is that the belt is unfastened. But on the other hand, I think you, you know, 
it's extremely, in a way, difficult to make a strong portrait if you deprive yourself of any of these little anecdotal pegs to hang a portrait on. And he has taken all, he's, he's renounced all of those things. But uh, certainly for me, I feel that this is a, still quite a, a penetrating and successful portrait. I feel uh, personally that you kind of know what sort of person Alice is and so on. And, then, and, there, and the more you look, of course, there are beautiful details. You cut this strange gesture of her hand, uh, the hand up here, which uh, you described as really almost a mannerist uh, quality to it. And uh, so it's both a uh, and a very straightforward, almost snapshot-like uh, portrait, yet at the same time it's uh, a very intimate portrait. The, uh, the, the presence of the bed tells you it's in her bedroom, obviously it suggests a certain intimacy. Um, and uh, it's a very dignified portrait too. And one of the things I think you can see in all of uh, Tillman's portraits is this quality of being both very self-confident, very present in themselves, that the people he likes to take portrait photographs of are very composed within themselves, they're self-confident people, yet at the same time there's a lack of pushing forward, they're not, uh, the, his favorite uh, portrait subjects are not aggressive people or uh, they, they're, they're composed within themselves, they have a certain modesty about them as well as the self-confidence, the two go hand in hand, and that's one of the things that runs through all his portraits. There are two other portraits uh, in the gallery, one is this uh, mid-sized uh, portrait of Herman Herman, um, this shows uh, Tillman's maybe getting out in the world a little bit more. This is, uh, he, he has often taken commissions from magazines. Tillman's is sometimes wrongly described as a fashion photographer who kind of crossed over to the art world. That's not true. He um, has never done fashion photography in the sense of doing advertising for fashion brands. And you'll actually see very little identifiable brand clothing or anything like that in his work. He does photograph people who are very stylish, and especially early on in his career, the only places that were interested in publishing his work were uh, a category that is maybe more common in Europe than here, not really fashion magazines, but style magazines, where the focus is less on what manufacturer or what brand of clothing is this, but how have people put together a look, it could be with thrift store clothing, and uh, that, that's an important distinction for Tillman's. But he's continued to accept, uh, especially portrait commissions from magazines on a regular basis, and uh, as he says, that's a way of getting himself out of his own world, and if the job seems interesting to him, he will take it. Um, on the tables uh, in there, there are one or two photographs of Tony Blair, and uh, Blair was doing an interview with uh, um, a magazine, the leading British gay magazine, and the magazine simply assigned Tillman's as the staff photographer who went there with the interviewer and he shot Tony Blair at that time. And this is a subject that I think you felt more sympathetically inclined towards. This is Irma Herman, who is a very famous, uh, almost uh, cult following. She has a German actress who appeared in a lot of the films of uh, Fassbinder. 
and uh, someone that Tillman's very much admired. But you can see that he photographed it in almost the same way as his friend Alex. Uh, extremely simple backdrop, uh, three-quarter length, just standing there. And I think uh, Herman as well has that same quality that I trying to identify in Alex, which is someone who's extremely self-confident, uh, not phased by anything, by being photographed, by standing there, uh, complete confidence, yet at the same time with a sense of uh, modesty and uh, remaining within herself. Uh, there, there's no projection from the subject. And I should just talk uh, briefly about the third portrait in the room today. This is in some ways a, a cross-generational uh, peer of Thomas. This is the English artist Richard Hamilton, uh, obviously a much older generation than Tillman's, but uh, Tillman's has been in England so long now that he's he's very much identified as, as an English artist as much as a German, maybe more so. He won the Turner Prize, which is given to uh, English artists or artists working in England, certainly. And uh, Richard Hamilton is probably the most distinguished and respected living artist in England today. I would say that would probably be the consensus, and of course, um, Tillman's admires his work uh, very much. And last year, he made this portrait uh, of him sitting on the balcony evidently in London. You can see just overexposed and kind of washed out in the background. A little bit of the London context. Of course, the sweeping balcony gives a kind of cradle for uh, Hamilton uh, sky, completely washed out and pale, almost like a white wall to photograph it as natural light, extremely direct uh, lighting on Hamilton, and no exaggerated pose, simply Hamilton simply sits there patiently uh, to have his portrait taken, and uh, you don't get any sense that Tillman's had said, you know, stand this way or sit another way. And uh, again, I think it's worth reiterating that even these three quite different people, a young woman from the Bohemian milieu that Tillman's grew up in, a well-known actress, or much older artist, Pierre, are, uh, have a certain continuity of presence uh, in them. And then again, I would suggest that Hamilton has the same mixture of qualities that I've indicated in the other two, which is someone who is in no doubt about his own self. He's a supremely self-confident individual. He knows what he's done and in his career. And yet at the same time, there's no pretension, no pushing himself forward. The same quality of being completely composed within himself. And, and that's a quality that uh, Tillman's is very interested in uh, finding in all his work. I want to just go on and talk a little bit about three other photographs that are in this gallery, and these are small, smallish photographs of Tillman's studio. Um, there are two on the uh, wall here, and one all the way over there. Um, you might need to walk around a little bit to see them, but uh, they're, they're important because they can just give a sense of the importance of the work environment for Tillman's. He, um, has a big, beautiful studio in the east end of London, and uh, once or twice a year he clears uh, most of his art out of there and throws a wild party in the space. 
Um, and there's a kind of genre of, uh, you, you can see photographs of people partying uh, all the way through the earlier part of the show, but the three uh, pictures here show the studio the day after, the morning after the night before, and uh, uh, obviously they show the detritus of some pretty serious uh, partying that goes on there. Um, but they, they introduce that kind of um, double-edged thing into the work. One is an acknowledgement uh, of his working conditions. He's always photographed his own environment, whether it's uh, kind of still-life photographs of things sitting on a window ledge outside his studio, or these broader photographs of the scene in the studio after a party. So he's acknowledging that he works in a certain environment. He's also acknowledging that he works in a community. He does an endless number of community-oriented uh, projects. He's always available to take photographs for the gay community in Britain. He's uh, an activist internationally in the fight against HIV and traveled to South Africa to take in the uh, table section. You see a number of photographs of South African HIV educators and activists. Um, so he's a very community oriented as a person and his work is always available to the communities that he feels part of. He's done a special edition of the magazine that is published and sold by almost people in Britain. Uh, the list goes on and on. And uh, I think, I, I personally feel these photographs that show, uh, you know, the result of like inviting everyone into his space and inviting them to party are, are a continuation of the theme of community that runs through his work from the beginning. But there's another element, of course, these also have slight element of uh, melancholy in them as well because the party's over. Everyone has gone. This is the detritus of the party. Now he's going to have to clean up and get back to work. So there's that element of it as well. And um, when Wolfgang was speaking here uh, yesterday, someone asked him if there was a kind of commemorative or memorial aspect to his work. And uh, um, he's, he, he said, I guess really yes and no. I mean, you could also argue that photography in general always contains within it slightly this element of the commemorative or the memorial aspect. But I feel it very much in, in these photographs of the empty studio after the party. There's the sense that yes, the party comes, the party moves on, but the artist has to find a way to continue working, you know, out of the out of the wreckage of the party. You still have to go on and work. And I think that leads me in a way to the, the, the sort of last and in a way most recent photographs in the exhibition, which uh, uh, I'm sorry, in this room, which are um, these, uh, um, not just the air shaft, but this uh, very straightforward photograph of a t-shirt. And uh, these, these photographs have a very abstract quality. They're both clearly what they are, the air shaft of a building, a t-shirt, but they also have this element of the monochrome and the uh, a kind of absolutism uh, that, that almost takes the work, uh, it begins to suggest a way out of the representational element of photography. And of course that is a route that Tillman's has actually taken. And you can see it uh, very much in these uh, recent uh, abstract works which are really generated uh, in the dark room well, by some secret methods that Tillman's is not keen to reveal. Um, and you see a number of these highly abstract 
uh, photographs throughout the exhibition. Um, I, I overheard someone asking him the other day about one of the paintings in the exhibition, and it's a it's a commonly made uh, mistake. Some of these works become so painterly that it's it's it's, an, it's a it's a slip of the tongue that I've heard made quite often. People refer to the the works as uh, paintings rather than photographs. And uh, so we not only have this large one, but we see these absolute black monochromes there, and these other darkroom process-generated monochrome abstract photographs too. So that the uh, the work runs a kind of trajectory from just documenting his own life as a sort of bohemian student in London, all the way through. You see landscapes, still lives, almost every every kind of genre of picture making is dealt with uh, portraiture, still life, landscape, it's all there. And uh, on the final frontier, if I can return to a kind of outer space metaphor, the final frontier, complete abstraction, monochrome abstraction, which is uh, something that, of course, was done in uh, painting much earlier and has been surprisingly rarely attempted in photography. And having, having kind of taken you on that trajectory through it, though, I want to stress that they all work together. He, uh, he does not work in series, it's not, or, or, or at least not in series that are separated chronologically from each other. The Air Chef picture and the portrait of Alex and the monochrome all work together. He's composed them as an ensemble in this gallery, so he asks you as the viewer to think of them all together as, as, as a way of seeing the world in a way. Um, I should also, of course, quickly point out that uh, he's a total materialist about photography. He's very anxious that no matter how striking any particular image is, that you remember that it is a photograph. It's pigment on paper. Uh, it's a three-dimensional thing. You can see there's a very beautiful gallery earlier of photographs of photographs curled, folded over, uh, a real emphasis on the, on the photograph as a physical thing and as a physical presence in the world. And you see that very much in the different ways the photographs are presented. Of course, there are large prints that are framed behind plexiglass. There are also inkjet prints that are just clipped to the wall. You'll also see small snapshot essentially photographs just taped to the wall. There are mid-format photographs that are also just taped to the wall. Uh, there are even things torn from magazines and newspapers presented uh, on tables. All of these things are photography for Tillman's. Um, yet at the same time he's very anxious that you not think of them purely as images, strong as many of his images are. He really wants you to think of them as objects. Um, that blurring of the line between the two-dimensionality of photography and the three-dimensional space is something that's not just emphasized through the, uh, his emphasis on the physicality and the tactile presence of the photographs themselves as objects in the world, but also, um, if I can return to where I started, by sort of throwing you back to the exhibition itself as a work of art, and the exhibition which is tailored so precisely to the unusual spaces of the Hirschhorn uh, is itself a three-dimensional work of art. And uh, I think almost more than anyone else working today, Tillman's is someone who takes what we think of as the flat 
medium of photography and, and really forces it to address it as a three-dimensional thing that we experience in space and moving around through space. To finally conclude with space again on my feet. Um, I'd be happy to try and answer uh, any questions you have about the work. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that you've taken us through this and connected with things so often, but so often in um, uh, museums or exhibit space. Um, the thinking is, is that there's a body of work that, that all lines up, that kind of reflects each other, like a line of portraits or landscape. And is this, um, I, mean, I, I really like Vision, the way he's viewing things. Is this a shift? No, he's. he's um, I mean, is this a shift in the museum? Oh, it's a very unusual way for a museum to present photography. And, you know, certainly when putting the uh, exhibition together, we uh, had to have a number of conversations with the registrars, you know, these dedicated people whose job it is to keep track of everything and make sure that the conservation issues are addressed and so on. And we, we really had to have a lot of talks with them because not only do we ship large framed objects, but, you know, to the horror of most people who work in museums, uh, Wolfgang also arrives with some boxes of photographs that are just, you know, maybe 200 more. And, you know, that, that is the kind of thing that um, it, is, it can give a heart attack to a registrar who's trying to keep track of everything. And then he wants to just take them to the wall without any covering. And he also likes the light levels to be much higher than uh, would normally be the case for color photography, which is uh, an inherently uh, fragile. Uh, I mean, it's getting better all the time, but there's an inherent fragility and vulnerability to light in color photography. So he does a lot of things that do kind of um, make uh, museum people swallow apart. But uh, if you're going to do a show with you have to do it on, on, on his terms, the way he wants the work uh, presented. So that's what we've tried to do. The whole thinking in terms of what makes a body of work, mm -hmm. it's in the past just seems so often to defined as either portraiture or landscape, and it just seems like he's. Well, he's pushing the boundaries. He did a large exhibition at the, the Tate in London, which he called If One Thing Matters, Everything Matters which is, you know, you can debate the truth of that back and forward, but it does uh, offer an, an indication of, of how he works. There is nothing that is off limits to him. Uh, on the other hand, it would be wrong to think of him as the, you know, the man with the camera who's just snapping away randomly. He does think very hard and in a very focused way about the issues that he's trying to address in his art. And uh, there's a relatively low number of completely random photographs in there. Usually he knows exactly what he's looking for and, and what he's uh, going for. Um, but it is a, it's certainly a very expansive view of the world. It's one of the things that I think makes him such an interesting artist because in an era when a lot of artists are very much narrowed down their uh, range of interests to kind of niche uh, element, which is something we see very much. And there's one thing that this artist does, and that's what they get in. It's about this white. Um, Tillman's is not like that at all. The whole world is his oyster, and he wants to 
live large in the world and he, and he thinks it's all available to him and he's not afraid of going after everything in the world and every form of representation. And I personally like to see an artist with that level of ambition. Any other questions? For for any artist of uh, Tillman's age growing up in Germany, Richter is a kind of unavoidable figure, and certainly I would say especially in that territory that Richter has mined between uh, photographic forms of representation and abstraction. That it's impossible to say that Tillman's would be unaware of, of that work. I mean, I think any artist working anywhere in the world is aware of that work. Uh, um, but certainly someone growing up in Germany at the point where uh, Richter was becoming recognized as one of the leading artists of the world, uh, you could certainly see points of comparison with Richter all the way through this exhibition. I think as well as many other artists and many things that have nothing to do with our traditional defined. Well, thank you very much. Well, enjoy the